On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Levick Alive. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up. Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 1063. I got to be honest, I didn't think that I'd say more than three sentences about the Brooklyn Nets until, I don't know, March, April. Spent the last three days talking about the Brooklyn Nets. And it's because every day something dumber happens. The unending cascade of dumb just rolls on in Brooklyn. Hey, at least we got Kyrie to finally apologize only after he got in trouble and got punished for it. Weird how that works. It's like the NBA maybe should have done something, oh, I don't know, three, four days ago. But who am I? I'm just a guy. Ken Levick alive on a Friday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the actually fairly comfortable for once Intracoastal. The silent assassin, Christian Cat, he says nothing. He does everything. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And Friday means... In his Friday chair, the man from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, Theo Dorsey. And the last time that I saw or spoke with Theo face-to-face, what were we talking about Tuesday? Oh, Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. And we're picking up where we left off on Friday because in the last 72 hours, not a ton has changed. Well, we're talking about about Kyrie Irving here. I mean, uh would you expect things to just clear up? I know. I mean... A man of any other name, we would be past this by now. Uh, So we played yesterday Kyrie's just disastrous press availability where he did not apologize. He did not uh, outright say that he doesn't have anti-Semitic thoughts. And so once again, to me, it reinforced my declaration what I told you Tuesday that, yes, he is anti-Semitic. So the Nets swooped in because that was bad for business yesterday. And the anti-defamation, it was so bad, the Anti-Defamation League said... Hey, Kyrie, we're actually not going to take your $500,000 because it's clear you haven't learned anything or talked with anybody or received any sort of guidance as to why what you've been saying is so destructive and so dangerous. Uh, So the Nets swooped in and said, uh, that's going to be five games at least, (laughs) Kyrie. You're suspended. And then and only then did Kyrie come out with... An apology, and yes, it was an apology, and there was a sorry to the Jewish community within that. It came off as Kyrie definitely still hasn't actually gone and tried to clarify anything that that really terribly done racist and anti-Semitic documentary laid out that Kyrie endorsed, but at least there was an apology there. But I was thinking this morning, because last night my, my immediate reaction was, I don't think Kyrie can play for the Nets again. Like, the damage has been done. He's too much of a distraction. There's no coming back from this. Can't have him on the floor. What's it going to look like when the Nets hit the road? He's just going to be fodder for absolutely everybody. He is going to be a complete blowtorch, and everybody is going to just absolutely jump on this dude. I, this morning, was thinking about it, though. I don't 
like the thought of, I think Kyrie's done. Kyrie can't play for the Nets again because nobody's going to trade for him. At this point, I don't think anybody's going to trade for him unless they're really, really desperate. Yeah, the, Somebody would trade for him. You think somebody would trade for him? I think there are teams out there that would trade for him. because Even the headache that he is. You never know what he's going to tweet or say next. Do you think someone's actually going to trade for him? If the price, and that's the, and that, there goes what's baked into it. If the price of him being the headache, being unreliable, being a super-duper wild card is baked into what you can give up to get Kyrie Irving, there is a team that will trade for him. I don't think there's a team that will would trade for a Kyrie Irving at his price, his current price, at right his current now. price, because I don't think the Nets are going to trade him at ten cents on the dollar for his talent value. But I think that's about what you would be comfortable giving up to get a guy like Kyrie Irving, who you don't feel comfortable if he's going to be able to play for you for the next two, three weeks, because you don't know what he's going to be standing on the mountain shouting out uh, at any given time, or. You don't know if he just wants to go to a city council meeting or take a birthday vacation. Um, <laughs> you know, you just never know. That's a great point. You never know with Kyrie. I think it's easy. And I asked on social media this morning, I think it's easy to completely toss Kyrie into the basketball trash. I asked simple question at KLV 106.3. Is Kyrie worth it? And I got the following responses. Kenny on Twitter, no, he hasn't been for three or four years. Joe, hell no. Armin, no. Didn't even like him as a Celtic, and most of my friends who are Celtics fans defended him. I saw this coming from afar. Dude is just a bad person. Leo, nope. Chris, nah. Mike, nope. Julio, hell no. Those are all of the responses I got about whether or not Kyrie is worth it. Yeah. Is Kyrie worth it at his current price? For what he produces, for what he's actually won without LeBron James. He tried to be the guy in Boston that collapsed catastrophically. He's tried to be the guy and a GM alongside KD and and, and part-time coach in Brooklyn. That hasn't gone well, and Kyrie's made life for himself impossible and that team off the floor. He's also made life for Kevin Durant. Really difficult. Man, I feel... I kind of feel for KD, but we can keep going with the Kyrie Yeah, we'll stuff. get to KD yeah. in a second because yeah. he also put his foot in his mouth today too. Yeah. Um, but part of me, and I've railed on Kyrie for days now, rightfully so, anti-Semitic, no excuses, dangerous, bad stuff that has been perpetuated through Kyrie Irving. That said, the more I think about it, how does it make me look... If I am going to ask this question and then jump on the air and say, Kyrie's not worth it, forget him, bleep him, lost cause, how does that make me look if I'm saying, hey, young black man, done. We've got nothing for you. I don't want to feel like I am openly advocating for a young, and I do think, I do think somewhere in there, intelligent well-intentioned, though I think that's debatable. I don't but know, I'm going to give yeah. him benefit of the doubt at times because he is charitable, and I do want to believe that he is pro-humanity. But how do I look if I say, this dude needs to be out of the league? This dude doesn't have a future. Kick him to the curb, Kyrie Irving. If I am unwilling to, to at least give this young black man a chance yeah. to... Yeah to right his wrongs or realize his wrongs. And I'm torn today because I don't think the Nets 
And Sean Marks, the GM, said today, we didn't think about releasing him, but I don't think the Nets, uh, from an intelligence standpoint, can put him back on the floor. They aren't going to win a title with him on the floor. They need to shop him around. But I think the team that trades for him, they're in for a headache. They're in for a headache until he finally takes the reins and takes care of himself and figures out what is the truth and what is just this gobbledygook conspiracy theory nonsense that he continues to dive into. But again, why should I advocate for the downfall of this guy? So I'm torn. I'm conflicted. From a basketball standpoint, I don't think he's worth it. But he still could provide in the league. He still could provide from a basketball standpoint. He's a really good player. How do we keep him from being a headache? Because I do think that there is benefit to Kyrie Irving. (sighs) I don't know. I I don't want to come off as me trying to to end this, dude. And I'm not using the word cancel because that's what lazy people use. (laughs) And it's a buzzword. And there's no such thing as canceling somebody. Here's the – and this is why on Tuesday, even when you brought up the Kyrie Irving is anti-Semitic. I still, to this day, even after he refused to 100% disavow it, even after that half-hearted apology where he still, you know, ends it with, you know, I know who I am and all of that, still alluding to the fact that he cannot be anti-Semitic because he, you know, all of that, you know. At the end of the day, just like when he was out there putting out these half-baked ideas about how the earth is flat and just every single... that stuff's harmless. I know it's harmless, and that's the problem. So, like... It's stuff he doesn't believe that he keeps putting out. So what I'm saying is there is a reclamation that can happen with Kyrie Irving if he just decides to, instead of broadcasting his his path to the truth or whatever he has going on, if he can just do that in-house. Behind closed doors. You know, behind closed well, doors. Because I don't think he believed – like, I still – and he, and he kind of said it. He said he didn't believe everything in that documentary that he tweeted out. And I don't think he – like you said, he's well-intentioned. I don't think he has hate. For Jewish people, I just think that he's a guy that is. <laughs> but see where I'm. But but this is where I'm coming from. With he is anti-Semitic. He might not have hate yeah. for Jewish people, but the thoughts he has in his head, influenced by this documentary, are truly at the unabashedly core. at their core, yeah. overtly anti-Semitic. And so if you are if you are Kyrie Irving and you are broadcasting this, if you are perpetuating this, if you are trying to expose this ill-intentioned documentary to the public, that's anti-Semitism. Yeah. That is anti-Semitism. Is he walking down the street with a Nazi armband? No. But the things he is perpetuating are accepted by literal Nazis. By literal Nazis. And have been for decades and centuries. And so he either believes them or he doesn't. But, man, he has backed his way into some pretty severe anti-Semitism then. And even if he believes a couple of those tropes that come from the documentary, that makes him anti-Semitic. That's my thing, is that can it be unlearned? Sure. I think anything can be unlearned. But is it so ingrained that he's not even going to allow himself. He's going to be so stubborn to even attempt and to unlearn is. these things. And so this is where I I feel inclined to say, bleep the guy. I'm done with him. Enough of this guy. The conspiracy theories and the tinfoil. But on the other side of it, there's a humanitarian aspect that comes in. And people can be changed if they take the proper steps. I am heartened by the Nets saying today they would like Kyrie to meet with Jewish leaders and continue this 
journey to learning what he actually believes and where he actually comes from and what his roots are. And I totally appreciate him trying to find his roots, trying to create a narrative for his journey, his family's journey, his people's journey. I appreciate that. But he has waded into some very dangerous waters here. I don't I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I suppose, is Kyrie worth it? I think it's easy to say no, but I'm not going to give up yet. And I think you can take it, whether it's a basketball perspective or whether it's a life perspective, is Kyrie worth it? Is Kyrie worth it? Because a lot of people are just done with him. They're sick of him. They don't want to hear from him. They don't want to hear about him. The problem is the stubbornness, though. I think that's part of it is he is, I mean, when we question his intelligence, we question his ability to think and act. But honestly, he's one of those guys that it feels like he's too smart for his own good. Or where, he thinks he is. And that's what it is. Inherent, like, we, we can – it's tough. His stubbornness is what makes it hard to say that it can be a reclamation project. Like, I don't think anything's going to change with this dude. He's 28, 29 years old. He still thinks he's a genius, a la like Kanye West and like Aaron Rodgers in ways. Like, these guys think they're smarter than others. So when, when they think, when they're putting out this half baked stuff to us, even through those press conferences, like, I don't know if you could tell, but like, he almost seemed like he was like, Oh, I can't believe these guys. Like, oh, he was he was, he was so smug. Offended that people would dare question. It him. was so smug. It's like you guys just don't understand. You you guys are only well, asking these questions because you don't understand. Like I understand, and I don't think that's yeah. ever going anywhere. It just so happens that this topic is anti-Semitism versus the many other topics that he's been wrong about, or at least still on the path to discovery about that he's questioned about or not questioned about. This one's just so much more serious. Well, this is the problem. With the free thinkers. And I'll use Joe Rogan as an example. And I'm sure, and this is not going to be the first time this week, that I'm about to piss off a lot of people because they religiously listen to Joe Rogan and his podcast. Stone LeBanowitz is about to beat down this door right now. I know. And and I'm glad that Stone and I have a deep love for one another because I'm sure this is going to make him angry as well (laughs) because this is right up his alley. But... Joe Rogan will have all of these nonsensical conspiracy theorists on his podcast, and the way he defends it is, what? I'm just taking opinions from all sides. But by taking opinions from all sides, you're just letting it float in the ether unchallenged. That is where conspiracy theories not only have seeds planted, but are allowed to grow. Because if Joe Rogan's giving it a platform, then impressionable um, uh, trauma victim or mentally ill person or influencer believes that, wait, this is in the mainstream now. Yeah. Let me tell my friends and family about it. Let me get on social media and perpetuate it. Next thing you know, there's a government center being held up by someone who thinks that the government has murdered JFK or is uh, stolen election right or are or are trafficking children yeah. you know like it, to me that's where it becomes dangerous and Kyrie fits right into that because it's those people what what I'm just presenting a different viewpoint what why are you attacking me I'm just presenting a different viewpoint no a different viewpoint that's acceptable is something that's well thought out, that's researched, that actually has proof exists. With Kyrie, with things that are said on Joe Rogan, Aaron Rodgers, all that stuff is bunk. But they put it out there as if, how do you not know that? Just do the research. 
There's sure there's plenty of nonsensical people that have written things online to back up what you think. Doesn't mean it's proof of anything. And that's my problem with the free thinkers of the world is that it it presents something like Kyrie and what he's put us through, but what he's gone through the last couple of days. I don't know. I just but I I there is still a part of me that I I I don't want to write him off. I don't want to write him off. I feel as if I am failing as a person if I just write the guy off altogether. So the question is, what part of him are you writing off? Because even if his basketball career is done, and I'm not is, saying what it is. What is going to happen with him if he's not playing? I'm not saying he's going Nothing. to become destitute. Nothing. What I'm saying, though, like I don't want to see him show up on OAN as yeah. like their, their Jewish insider. He'll, he'll, right. I mean, and I'm sure they welcome him with open hands. He might have even contacted him. Um, Kyrie Irving. Saying that, so here's the question, because let's go back to the original question by you. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? I think you have to boil that down to are we talking about just basketball or Kyrie Irving the person? Because, of course, you don't throw the person away. I see the benefit in both. Well, I think some people are ready to just throw the person away, well, that, too, because they pe- think he's a lost cause. Yeah, and, and those people aren't the people in question here because those people, are, you know, they're, they're giving up on a guy that it, he doesn't even affect your day-to-day life. It doesn't matter. But all right. Like, the people around Kyrie are going to still have him so, in their life. So let's focus on it from a basketball perspective. Is do, he worth it? Do you, think, do you think he can still – he can be a starter for every single team in the NBA? Yes. I agree with that as well. But here's the question. Is he a guy, because I've been saying this for the past two or three years before the conspiracy theories and all of this extra and the vaccine, man, before all of the problems he's really caused and really tanked franchises, I've been saying, I don't know if Kyrie Irving isn't just a guy that benefited off the back of LeBron James as a guy who hit a big shot in the finals, but also was just carried by a LeBron prime Cavs team. If he wasn't on that team with LeBron and didn't hit that shot, I think we would look at Kyrie Irving a lot differently. I think he would be a glorified Zach Levine. And is Zach Levine the kind of guy that you want to build your franchise around or put the franchise in the hands of? No. He makes an average salary of $34 million a year. $34.1 million a year. That's what Kyrie is making right now with the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. We just agree that he could start for every single NBA team, including the Warriors, including... Who's uh, uh, the Celtics? No, that would—that's not happening. But you know what I'm saying. He—he <laughs> he, he's a starter level player, and he's an All Star. I mean, this year he's, he's averaging like 26 and five. He's an All Star starter, an All Star, and he's a starter on every team yeah. in the NBA. But is he worth it for everything that comes with him? Is he worth it for everything that comes with him? I don't know what the next controversy is going to be. Maybe he's going to come out and say that there are lizard people among us. I don't know. I have no idea. You don't know if he's going to step into the locker room and start reading Mein Kampf. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's next for Kyrie, but I do know he can ball. He can play. But he also can't lead. I would not trust him to lead. So it would have to be a specific lineup, a specific locker room. No. That works for him. I don't but I don't know if anybody can contain him. There's no there's no the only place that you can call back to is the Los Angeles Lakers just because of the fact that LeBron James has won a championship with them before. They have so they have respect for each other. The only problem is why did Kyrie Irving want to leave Cleveland? Because he didn't like being in the shadow, being little brother to LeBron James. He wanted to kind of have his own and break out from out of LeBron's shadow. Do you think that it would work out? And it might seem flowery now for him to go back to L.A. and play with LeBron James. But in the midst of everything the Lakers are trying to sort out themselves, 
with a you know embattled point guard in Russell Westbrook, does it sound like a good idea to throw in Kyrie Irving to that mix? I don't think so. Also, Kyrie Irving is still a one-way player. Like He's still a huge liability on defense, especially in critical moments. So what you're getting isn't like the level of a, a Kevin Durant, the level of a Giannis, the level of a Jason Tatum. Like You're getting a guy that's a step below those guys, and I don't think it will be worth it to any contending team especially with his durability issues, especially with him being a wild card in the locker room. Like, you can't tell me. And it's the same conversation we had, Ken, when we were talking about the Heat potentially getting Kyrie Irving before this season. I kept telling you in Stone, why would we do that? Why would Miami put the fate of its next couple of seasons? I was very pro-Kyrie to the Heat. He just is beyond his inability to get things right in his own head and the stuff that he says out in front of microphones. Kyrie Irving is also has durability issues in the playoffs year after year. He also is a guy that cannot defend at all, especially at this level, especially at this age. And what he gives you on offense, I'm just not sure if that if you're trying to win a championship right now in the NBA today, it's proven itself out that Kyrie Irving's not the guy that you want to be your one or your two on your team. Is Kyrie wor- Kyrie Irving worth it? Is Kyrie Irving worth it? Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I say, yeah, but it's got to be an unbelievably conducive situation where he can just stay in the wings and he's protected at all times by that team, insulated at all times by that team. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Is Kyrie Irving worth it? I'm confused by this message I just got. Adam tweets in, listening to Ken Levicka from the other side of this argument, Republicans were right when they said, quote, the, the left is going to eat itself alive at its currently cultural rate of political correctness and being too woke for itself. I don't even know what that means. What does that even mean? First of all, too, Adam, if you're going to use the word, I, Adam, if you're listening right now, I'd love for you to call and explain to me what you believe the definition of woke to be. Let's play this game. Let's play this woke <laughs> game, Adam, because I assure you, I insist that you don't have a damn clue what woke is and you just repeat it when you hear something that culturally, from your spectrum of the political world, you don't agree with. You don't know what woke is, Adam. I woke. promise you. The left is going to eat itself alive at its currently cultural rate of political correctness and being too woke for itself. Hey, guys, guys, real quick. Is it, um, is it being too politically correct to um, not hate Jewish people? I don't know. Am I out of line? To say the Holocaust didn't happen? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is, it, is it too politically uh, too politically correct to, um, to, to claim that, yes, the Holocaust took place? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm wrong on this. People are weird. People are weird. <sighs> it's... <laughs> uh, let me... Let, the... Okay. You want to go back to Kyrie Irving or you want to address Adam? <laughs> <laughs> but this is where this is, people hear what they want to hear. Yeah. This is exactly why I go back to Joe Rogan. This is exactly why I go back to Aaron Rodgers. This is exactly why I go back to Kyrie Irving. Selective hearing. 
taking clips from YouTube here and there, tuning in old Tuck Tuck weekdays at 9 on your favorite cable news network. All of these things form these viewpoints without anybody actually knowing anything, without there being any educated background on any of these things. The black Hebrew Israelite mindset is what has been latched onto and used for centuries, latched onto by Nazis to divide blacks and divide Jews. The black Hebrew Israelites and the thought process in this documentary, these tropes being presented by this, this now famous documentary, which is disgusting. Famous because of Kyrie famous Irving. Famous because of Kyrie Irving. This documentary, that those are the, the those are the talking points of the black Hebrew Israelite where the vast majority of the sects of black Hebrew Israelite are documented hate groups. Documented hate groups. Okay? So it's not me being politically correct. It is a literal hate group. Okay? A literal hate group. And so when someone says, oh, well, I can't be anti-Semitic because I'm the original Semite. That is the base. And then everything that branches out which creates the black Hebrew Israelite, which again, not all, but a majority of the sects of that are registered, listed as hate groups. Okay? So this isn't Ken Levicka. This is simply me actually, oh, I don't know, looking it up. <laughs> That's too politically correct of you, too, I, I'm too. That's, I'm too woke. It's way too PC right I now. I am. I am too woke. <sighs> is Kyrie worth it? After all of this, I still, I still think there's a situation where he can succeed. There's got to be somebody that can get to him and say, hey, man, like, if you have questions about things, we can guide you in the right direction. But don't just take it upon yourself. Use help. Ask for help. Like, that's, I don't think that's disrespectful, right? Yeah, and we all have homies like this. Like We all have friends, relatives, or whatever that have these thoughts that, again, they're still working on. They're still doing their research. It's slow research. It's all videos on YouTube. They're still sifting through the misinformation that they're finding on the Internet to find their way. They're looking for a path to some kind of collective all-knowing. And the problem with that is when that person, like think about that one uncle you have that has all of these weird thoughts and all of that. Just imagine that guy is also an NBA all-star. And on his path to finding this out, he has this huge platform, and he also thinks he's smarter than everybody, so he's letting stuff out, and he's tweeting out links, and he's saying cryptic stuff in Instagram captions and whatnot. Like, that's the real problem here. Your uncle's not a bad person. Kyrie Irving's not a bad person. He just is making terrible mistakes on his path to whatever he thinks he's finding. Like, And he just is really, like, he stepped into some very troubled waters right here. And I, I don't think he realized how bad it was until, like you said, the Nets actually stepped in. Not even the NBA, but it seemed like the Nets stepped in and gave him that five-plus mm-hmm. indefinite uh, suspension, whereas it looked like probably with Adam Silver putting out there that he was going to have a conversation with Kyrie Irving, the NBA was prepared to step in, but the Nets kind of uh, jumped the gun on that one, rightfully so. I don't know, man. Like it is, it is, uh, It's mainly dangerous because yet again here we are broadcasting. And, now that, and that's, that's a fair point. And not, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about because but there's he, something to that. But because he restarted this conversation, and because just like I said with the Myers Leonard thing, the the danger and all of that, and the worst part of all of that was 
Do you know how much more that word started getting used after Myers oh, Leonard yeah, know, let it slip? I know. Uh, and now, yeah. do you know how much more views this documentary that Kyrie Irving put out there is getting viewed and people that aren't as strong in the mind or people that already believe some of this stuff may be here and there but didn't see it, again, quote-unquote, in the mainstream, they've gotten access to it, they've gotten some confirmation bias. by the way. I mean, what do you think Amazon's going to do? I mean, mean, that's true. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire for a reason. Yeah, he's a capitalist. this thing that was just floating in the ether of Amazon Prime has made him thousands, if not millions of dollars in the last uh, last five, six days. And he loves it. He's like, yeah, keep on hating on Kyrie. Not surprising, though, from a man who uh, makes his his money off the backs of people he doesn't allow to go to the bathroom until 14 hours into their shift. Yeah, I used to drive those trucks. You did do that. I used to drive those you trucks. You did do that. You're on your way up, and I, I respect the <laughs> hell out of you. But, but, and again, before we get to the phones, again, is Kyrie worth it? I, I still, I think yes. I think yes, but Jesus, God, he's got to help himself at some point. He's got to help himself at some point. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do not come at me. Do not come at Theo. Do not come at Christian. Do not come at Stone. Do not come at Jeanette. And say, oh, too politically correct. And we're woke for trying to fight the ideology of hate groups. Think how stupid that sounds. Nate the Great is in West Palm. And he's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Nate? What's going on, Ken? How are you, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm doing good. I know... I've been getting on you on Twitter. I'm Nathaniel Young on Facebook, and I'm Nate. That's on Twitter. I appreciate you, Nate. I'm Nate 47, okay, 41. Now, the main reason why I'm calling is this. When Miles Leonard did the same thing, okay, mm-hmm. he got a little bit of backlash. Not a little bit. He got a nice amount of backlash. Mm-hmm. He got kicked off the team because his skill set is not as great as Kyrie Irving. This is true. I understand that. But he also rehabilitated himself, and it got less publicity as when he got kicked off. But it was a short spill, maybe five days. Kyrie Irving does something. The Celtics head coach, former head coach does something. You and Jay Will, very disappointed as well. Just latch on to these, you know, they made mistakes. But continue to just go on and on after weeks. And I'm in this community. I'm in the hood, okay? I have a, a business in the hood. Mm-hmm. And, and one of my facilities is 200 people that be in there. Mm-hmm. And about 180 disagree with the same amount of things you're saying. It's like, how do... And we listen to, you know, your radio station, ESPN, appreciate so yesterday, all the time. We appreciate that. And it's just like, you don't understand. And Theo, you're supposed to... I don't know. You're probably not from the hood. I don't know. I know your background. But you're supposed <laughs> to be like, you know what? Let me give you some, you know, like the Israelite statement. I'm not, I'm a Christian, but I know Israelites. They are not hate groups. Now, are there a lot of strong? And high, I have a lot of disagreements with them. A couple of them work with me. So, but they're not, I don't consider them hate groups because they have a heavy debate with me. They debate about Christians too, not just Jews. So to get on them and talk about they are hate groups, do your research. I know you said you didn't. There's, there's not, there's black not Israelites are not hate groups. That's not. I, no, no, no. That's, but that's not the same thing. He's talking about specifically the people that made a, that documentary. Yes, and a, and a black Hebrew Israelite, and that's different from a 
black Hebrew or a black Jew. They're not the same things, Nate. The black Hebrew is real life. But, it, it, but what I'm saying is that w- within that, they are trying to make the case that the Jews are trying to take over the world. And they have they have suppressed the black people because they're trying to take over the world. You realize why that's so dangerous, right? You realize why that is hate speech, why that's a trope that is extremely dangerous, why in Newark, New Jersey, the FBI has increased security and police presence outside of synagogues because of credible threats. You realize why that's dangerous, right? Absolutely. My, the manager of my marketing team is a Jew, okay? And I totally agree and sympathize with him. But he also agreed with the Miles Leonard getting, you know, put out there on the cross less than Kyrie Irving. It's like, I totally, I gave him the day off. I mean, like, I totally, and you can't say how big this is, you know, he don't deserve a day off for this. Emotional stress, mental health is real. So I gave him that day off, but he even agreed that Kyrie Irving is hung out for Pastor longer than Miles Leonard. So here, here can I jump in right star, quick? And it shouldn't be because he's a star. No, so Nate, ahead, Nate this is, and, and I, I appreciate you. It's I appreciate insane, you bringing bro. this up. I appreciate you bringing this up because I know what you're saying is the difference between Myers Leonard and Kyrie Irving. But the real difference between Myers Leonard and Kyrie Irving is the day after, moments after, when Myers Leonard quote unquote realized it, he was contrite. He apologized. He didn't act smug when questioned about it. He didn't go back and forth with reporters without saying, I disavow anti-Semitism. Myers Leonard, I even interviewed him days after that when he went to a a, a synagogue in Boca Raton and he met with Jewish leaders on his own and he said about how his journey has led him to realizing what his mistakes were. The problem with Kyrie Irving isn't the fact that he's a black man that did it. The problem with Kyrie Irving is he made a mistake and he did not apologize for it. He had to be forced into apologizing. He's the one that dragged this out. Reporters asked him about it the day after, and he could have just said, hey, look, I apologize. I didn't mean to put that stuff out there. I don't believe in the stuff that I tweeted out. But instead, he responded in a smug way as if he knew more than everybody else. And that's what drug this thing out. It wasn't the media. It was Kyrie Irving's refusal to literally disavow anti-Semitism. I won't disagree. I know I got a short spell. I want a couple more seconds. I won't disagree with that. But let's be honest, okay? You're a reporter. I don't know exactly what you know, struggle you came from. But let's be honest. Leonard knew that he had to do whatever he do to stay in the league. Come on. Kawhi Leonard, I mean, Kawhi, uh, excuse me, Kyrie Irving easily know that whatever he says, basically, is not going to affect his status on a team. I mean, he will suspend him and go to another team if they, if they release him. Miles Leonard was fighting for his career. So he going to say whatever. That's why he did. he got loose playing a game comfortably talking That's trash. Likely. And no. I don't even know a word he said. It, it, so don't, it, it so doesn't matter. It's, don't get fooled. It, don't be used by somebody and act like you don't know you were being used for a tool to lessen the blow that came on him. I mean, come on, baby. You know Nate, but, Nate, I want you to understand, everything that Theo said is 1,000% correct. It's about attrition. And, and, and again, when pressed on it, he just flaky and shaky. And forget the apology. If he's not sorry for it, then you're not sorry for it. But at least address then what you agree with and don't agree with, uh, which he kept putting out there over and over again with no clarification. I want you to understand, Nate, though, and, and this is coming from a good place, and I promise this. I am not purposely. There is not a vendetta against Kyrie Irving. I do not have a personal vendetta against him, okay? Am I disgusted by what's been perpetuated by him uh, with the anti-Semitic tropes? Yes, but I don't have a vendetta against him, and I don't have a vendetta against black people. Ime Adoka, I talked about him the other day because he still hasn't answered for what 
has taken place with the Celtics? Why are the Celtics willing to just allow him to coach the Nets for no compensation? Something legal has issue. happened there. Legal issue. Come on, kid. Okay. I have a bachelor's degree in business administration and child psychology. Okay. okay? That is legal issue. You can't, Ken Levicka, you know. But what does that suggest to you? If, when you say that, Nate, if, you know he can't do that. Nate, do you think on, it's a good man. idea for the Nets, all, coming off of Kyrie Irving, do you think it's a good idea for them to hire Ime Adoka based on, as you said, the legal issues that are taking place? Do you think that's a good, sensical idea? I'm not saying blackball Ime Adoka forever, but do you think that's a good, common sense idea? you're saying that. Okay. I hate to throw in another... Uh, all right, I'm going to answer a question. I don't want to say another statement, but I want to answer your question. Immediately, no. And I hate to say that because of this backlash the media gives him. That's the only reason. Like Jason Kidd had to sit on a bench to get a head coach. But I can name three Caucasian coaches in the league now. I don't want to – I hate to spell – that hat that did something but got back on another team. Y'all do y'all research and do that one. I don't want – I hate to put out that. So just three head coaches that are Caucasian that did some things that are head coaches now, or that was in the past, and one of them not coaching no more. So I'm saying this to say this. A black coach, we all make mistakes, okay? Black, Caucasian, sure. Asian, sure. doesn't matter, the nationality. I'm saying when an African-American that is already behind the black ball, we've been behind the black ball since Jim Crow. I, only got I, more I am not arguing that. Okay? I so totally agree with you, Nate. I agree with you. So how are you saying that he doesn't? He can't get an opportunity? I understand. Give him the backlash to Imadoka, but don't stop his money because he might never have an opportunity again. Well, wait that until that is insane. I'm not saying he shouldn't have an opportunity again. I'm saying that for the Nets who are currently in it right now, it's probably not the best idea to go get Imadoka. Wait two or three years, or two years, no. and it's fine. Oh Just wait until Greg Popovich. I get on Greg Popovich's backside <laughs> today for how the Spurs handled the Josh Primo situation. Like I, I promise you, we're going to even it out. It, you're speaking from a, from a Caucasian perspective. Two, three years, we don't have that. Theo, tell him he, we don't have that amount of time. He, you're not, I understand he's a partner and you can't really, but go ahead, Theo. No, like, no, 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 I'm not. And this is nothing. Ken is not. I, I don't want you to think that this is some, like, Bash the black coach, bash the back black player, I mean, and protecting. I don't. Again, I know what it might sound like. Ken is not the type I mean, of dude to be on that type of wave, Nate. Like. But what I'm telling you right now is what happened with Ime Udoka is unprecedented. For the team to suspend him indefinitely, put him out for a year, get a new coach, and then be willing for him to go to another franchise that's a contender in the East with them is unprecedented. So the way in which we cover you know this. Why. It, it could be partially because – but it, then it's not our fault. It's the Celtics' handling of the situation that forces us into a box of how we can cover but it. It's an unprecedented situation. What if I speculate? Before you have more information. You don't know exactly what happened. You know it's not criminal because there's no case that came right. out. But you know it was against the policy. Okay, so they must know the ownership in the inside must know that whatever happened – was not that detrimental to the – but it broke rules, and they know he's a good guy. They don't want to end his career. So go ahead, give him an opportunity. I guarantee if he was a bad guy, he did bad things, they would not give him an opportunity to get another job inside the conference that you know he's a head coach that took your team to the finals. It's not he a black and white thing. Of, it's not – you, you, know, you know who's a black person that we know man, did wrong things recently that's getting mm-hmm. a second chance right now is Deshaun Watson in the NFL Deshaun is going to be coming back Deshaun in Watson's a couple weeks. Deshaun Watson's coming back in four weeks. So that's fine. Like, I'm Y'all not, ate I'm, him up. It, Y'all ate him up. I eat, I eat up Ben Roethlisberger as well. Like, anybody, anybody that does anything is heinous. Roethlisberger. 
Yes. Barely had a little bit. Roethlisberger had like four days. But see, I, it's so crazy. Dude, I, it's so I, crazy. I, you know I this, killed yo. Ben Roethlisberger all the time. We crushed him. Next, I still like, don't like Peyton Manning for what he got caught up doing in the Tennessee Vols locker room. Like, and, and and that was woefully undercovered because we like Brett Favre. Brett Favre, is a terrible we've dude. been crushing that. What dude. do you want me to do? Like, I, I, I could go through the. We list. can relitigate all of like, it. Look how long y'all go on. What's I, happening I right like now, though? Group, I have 80 people right here. I wish they all could talk. Like, they're looking like, man, I can't. this is all facts. Like, you go, we listen to y'all, y'all, I want to say y'all, few of y'all right. that says, the, you know, just gloss over, not gloss over, give a short amount of time for, you know, person to have their time in the light. Uh, Brent Farmer had barely had time in the light. But Kyrie Irving, Imadoka, Oh my goodness! Uh, Keep them in the light. Uh, Nate, like you said, I, I Nate, twenty-four hours. Nate, I appreciate you calling and having this conversation with us. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. As always, I just don't know how much more headway we're going to make with that conversation. It's um, it's it's not. And here's what I understand with him: like they're always, especially as black folk, we always have to ride with each other, especially people in prominent positions like Ime Udoka, like Kyrie Irving, because of the fact that people get so heavily crucified literally because of their skin, literally because of the color of their skin. I just think that there are exceptions to the rule, and these are exceptions. What's happening with Kyrie Irving right now is pretty damn unprecedented. Same with Ime Udoka's situation, and both of them we still are reaching out for answers on, so there's no way to cover this in a way that feels fair to both sides right now. I don't mean to be selfish here, but for me... Of all people to be accused of not trying to support the black struggle. I've been in this market for 13 years. And if you listen to me every day, you know better than that. Like, you just know better than that. Yeah, you're far from that. There's definitely guys that you can maybe call out for that. You're far from I'm, that. I don't, yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm not the guy to put that label on. Yeah. And, and again, I don't know. We talk about what's the most relevant stuff. Yeah. And it just so happens Kyrie Irving right now is the most relevant topic. I don't know what to tell you. I do not know what to tell you. 888-760-3776. is Kyrie worth it. If anybody else wants to have a conversation about... And don't go try uh, to pull my black card either and ask if I'm from the hood. Like that, yeah. Is that how we justify each other's opinions? It, it, because that's a backwards thought as well, and right. I don't like when we do that to each other. Right, right. Just because... And Theo, if you want to know my background, hit me up, yeah. and we can talk. Just because Theo's Theo the Dorsey black man TV. on the show doesn't yeah. mean that Theo is going to be the one who's weighing in on all black topics because... Right he's going to unlimitedly have the back of said black person. Like, that's just not how it's going to work. And, anyway. I, and I've been, in my 10 years or so in sports media, I've been having my people's back the whole time, but I'm also going to act as an objective journalist. So when things are happening or people are spewing hate speech, it's okay to talk negatively on it. And again, if you want to have a conversation off wax, at Theo Dorsey TV, hit me up on Twitter, DM me, whatever. We can have a conversation, but you're not going to criticize me like that. We'll keep taking your calls. We'll discuss anything. Like, I'm open to it. We'll discuss anything. It's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. You have an ache, you have a pain, you have some joint issues, you don't have to live in pain. 
You don't have to be miserable. You can get these things taken care of, and you can get them taken care of through Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care, they have the folks that are going to help you. They have experts in the field, a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, my companion on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. I am Ken Lavica. Um, I don't even think there's a point in leading into anything. Let's just get uh, get right back to the uh, the phones here. Brandon is in Port St. Lucie. Brandon is on Ken Lavica Live. Hey, Brandon. Hey, how you guys doing? Good, man. So, um, all right, first of all, there's certain franchises in the NBA that aren't going to take the distractions that Kyrie comes with, no matter what situation uh, they're in, whether they're just trying to sell tickets or they're just one missing piece away from maybe being a contender. But at this point, maybe a franchise will take a chance on them if they're trying to sell tickets. But other than that, I mean, I think it's, stay there in Brooklyn. I mean, they're already elbows deep into this thing. Uh hmm. Yeah, I'll well go just ride it out now, man. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean that, and they just got rid of uh, Steve Nash. I mean, there's just I, I just don't see another team taking them in right now, especially a team that's trying to get over that hump. But all you need is Kyrie to get there and just blow it all up, and before you know, you're starting. Yeah, over. he's not the guy you want to bring in if you're trying to make a push, and maybe you get him on like a rental, but that's a pricey, pricey yeah. rental there. And appreciate the call, Brandon. I just. Maybe there's something to that. The Nets are just so in it that you might as well just ride it out. I don't. I don't know because he's. It's always something every if, year. If the Nets got a fair market value uh, trade offer for Kyrie Irving, they would take it in a heartbeat. But they're not going to get not that. Happen. And the one team that would need him or would want him the most is the Los Angeles Lakers, and they don't have enough in their arsenal to give back to the Nets because they're not just going to take those two first rounders and Russell Westbrook. Like that's not enough to help the Nets be good. There's no realistic trade out there, it looks like, for Kyrie Irving right now for the Nets. And if you think about it, too, any team that's contending or looking to win a championship, they've already got great guard play. The Warriors don't need them. The Cavs, even in the East, don't need them. The Bucks don't need them. Why would you put Kyrie on a team right there when you already have Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton coming back from injury? Like, Why would you even throw a wild card like that into your lineup? It just doesn't make sense right now. Uh, this was Stephen A. Smith. This was on SportsCenter last night, and he was talking about Nets' ownership and their view of Kyrie Irving right now. And here's what Stephen A. Smith had to say. From what I've been told, Josiah is completely done with him. He's dealing with him because he's under contract and he has to, but he's completely done with Kyrie Irving. So I don't know what that means. He's done with him, but he's also under contract. And that's an expensive contract and a lot you're having to eat if you just outright get rid of Kyrie. Yeah, Kyrie Irving is too good at basketball to be done with him. You could be done with his point of views. You could be done listening to him. You could be done, um, again, the Nets tried to shield him from the microphone for a couple of days there as well. Like You could be done with that part of him, but as a basketball player, he's still an elite talent. One of the best guards ever, really, especially on the offensive side of the court. Like the, he's, a, he's a magician with the basketball. David is in Palm Beach Gardens. David's on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, David. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know, first of all, uh, 
big picture NBA, the NBA is just in dire straits. Uh, I mean, this is like, this league is just, it's going to, it's going to fall apart. It's going to be like the, the days before Larry and Magic came in the late seventies. I mean, you, you, you got the, the, the email thing. You, you got Kyrie. You have. I mean, there was a game last week or a week and a half ago when there were like seven ejections, or seven technical. I mean, this league and Adam Silver is very, I think, very feeble, and he, he's just more conscious of um, uh, of. Sponsorships and uh, I mean he doesn't know how to handle this. This league is just—I mean, it's—it's it's, it's just ridiculous. It's—it's—it's it's, it's just—it's it's very scary where the NBA is right now. It's definitely going through a run of some bad pub, and then you've got Josh Primo. Oof. The the nine alleged instances of exposing himself to the Spurs former Spurs team psychologist. Yeah, it's a it's a bad run right now. Um uh, and. I'll, I'll add to it, I unless I'm missing something, Theo, Christian, I have not heard one player vocalize pushback to Kyrie. Not, not one player has stepped to a microphone and said what Kyrie did was unacceptable. Charles Barkley did, Shaq did, Reggie Miller, they're former players, I don't broadcasters. I have seen anything. I, there has not been a single NBA player that has pushed back on Kyrie, which, you know what that suggests to me, either Kyrie has a whole lot more power than I thought he did in player circles. He is the vice president of the NBA Players Association. Or the things that Kyrie perpetuated by tweeting the link to the documentary. There's a, a whole lot of NBA players that, at least in part, believe in the sort of things that Kyrie was pushing I, out I there. just think that players don't want to get involved when they don't have to, right? Like, Kyrie's in a very sticky, sticky situation But when it right comes now. to politics, NBA players have no problem with it. That's 100% true. 100% true. I just think that players are like, look, he's he's a player. He's one of us. He's brethren. I don't want to get involved. He's backing himself into a corner. Why would I jump in and get on either side of this thing? Because once you answer one question about it, but we're saying this not even knowing. There could be guys that have spoken out against him or even guys that have maybe said things um, positively about what he's saying. We don't know, but I would assume if anybody's staying quiet on it, it's because why would I get involved in that? Like, my name Bennett. I just I that definitely is not going to make the Jewish community feel any it's not any better about anything. <sighs> Leo is in Riviera Beach. Leo's on Ken Levick alive. Hey Leo. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Um I just want to say what I'm going to say first. I wish people would side with the person because of the content of their character instead of the color of their skin. I noticed it in every race, every ethnicity. And it's just human nature that people tend to side with people that look like them. But I wish that we could get past that as a human society to be able to say, okay, it, and, and it's like that for Donald Trump. It's like that for Jair Bolsonaro, for Kyrie Irving. They all have sections of supporters that are supporting them because they're the same color as they are. And I think that we need to get away with this because no one race is a monolith. There's different types of white people. There's different types of black people. There's different types of Hispanic people. And so, if, and so when people just blindly defend because that person is the same color as you, I don't, it's disappointing to say the least because we're never going to move past that and look to the content of Leo, someone's character. Leo, I like what you're saying, Leo, but the, the, the thing I'll tell you, especially about black people, and I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for at least me personally, 
Like, a lot of times the reason we do that is because for the very reason we defend people blindly initially because of the color of the skin is the same reason why we're persecuted or objectified or literally, like, like you know, like, condemned. Right. We've literally been oppressed as people because of the color. So it's, it's a natural mm-hmm. reaction. It's mm-hmm. a response to what was first put on the And definitely, and for group. 400 years... And for and Beyond for four hundred years, years it's yeah. like yes, five, yesterday, yeah, for, damn it. for human like, history. <laughs> so the problem, for human history, and that's the only problem with been, that is you can't people expect, have been persecuted. Yes, but, and I appreciate it, Leo. I know, I know you're not saying this negatively towards black folk, but like you can't expect black folk not to have each other's back at least initially blindly yeah. because it's a it's a natural response to when people are doing that to you specifically because of how you look. So you've been in that position before. So I understand why people are looking at the Kyrie Irving situation like, hey, why are they ridiculing and crucifying this black man? But once you do dig into it, and and again, every case you have to do your own quote-unquote research, even though I hate saying that Uh, because that's the free thinker's uh way of saying it, but every case you have to take specifically as a one-of-one and decide for yourself which which side of it you want to be on, but I can't condemn anybody for sticking with somebody because of them looking like them because it's a natural response to what was the initial problem in the first place? No, we're not beyond race. There's the, America, it, right. we, we're not beyond race yet. As, I don't uh, know if this is news to you. Uh, it, it's not like uh, with, with all people of color, there isn't some precedent for yeah. them being a little bit squeamish at first uh, about, saying, oh, you're right, um, uh, white people. You're yeah. right. You're right. Uh, we, we screwed up. We did something <laughs> wrong. We, we deserve this. Like There's just a little bit of precedent there to, uh, to be... Uh, a little bit leery of all of that, and definitely, and definitely, the history the history bears that out. But uh, what I'm saying is that it's just disappointing when you find out, like if when you know better now and you don't do better, that's the disappointing part. Because then it's like, you know, how can we move forward? Because at the end of the day, when it boils down to, you're going to have people calling you racist, Ken, because nobody will accept that. It, you they, can't criticize somebody black if you're black, and, they, they and or you can't criticize can't criticize Donald Trump if you're white or something because you know the the white supremacists support support Donald Trump no matter what he does, and it's and it's like that for every race and it's and and it's just my opinion that it. it Appreciate you, Liam. It started to kind of go out there. Yeah. Can't, I don't think. Even with what Nate and all of them were saying, I guess because of the the, the many people he has, and I do appreciate them listening and, oh, and sticking always, with us. Always, they weren't even necessarily calling you right there, Ken, racist. I don't even want to even step over that line and, and even assume that they were saying that. I no, think he did that previously. He he wasn't, did he? Yeah, he said that. Yeah. So it seemed to me more so he he felt like you just weren't doing enough to defend Kyrie, and you mm-hmm. were. So you think that it was he was attacking your. Outlook on yeah, I black think people that, as a whole. That, that I think the belief there from that initial call that has started this entire conversation yeah. is that I, whether it be consciously or subconsciously, have an affinity for criticizing black people before I do white people. I think that's the premise of the entire the yeah. entire thought process behind that call. And as I said though, earlier this week, I am more than willing and have a large, large um, collection of evidence where I have equally called people of all races and backgrounds dumbasses. I am an equal (laughs) opportunity dumbass caller, okay? I promise you that. And and Kyrie Irving has proven himself 
time and time again, at least to me she, specifically, to do some really dumbass thing. Uh huh. He and he, it's not about him being black. He earns that moniker. And, I, I'm sorry. He just he he just does. Uh, Bobby in Boca on Ken Levick alive. Hi, Bobby. Hey guys, what's up, man? How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I'm just sitting here listening. I was a former professional athlete long ago, back in the day when you had to conform to team rules. Um, I bounced around the NFL for five years, so I know the way it works. But times have changed so dramatically um, since back then in the late 70s and early 80s that if you don't adhere to team rules and regulations, I played on Dick Vermeil um, with the Eagles, and you know if we had ever if you had ever stepped out of line with regards to the way that Kyrie does with regards to the team rules and regulations from the I mean from the from the COVID thing, from the vaccination thing, on down to his religious holidays, and he disappears for two weeks. No, Steve Nash doesn't know where he's at. I'm not at practice. I mean, how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, there's how no accountability. The the, yeah, how do you tell the players on the other players on the team that hey man, you got to be at practice at five o'clock? Right. And <laughs> right. Um, but JJ Redick earlier this week said on ESPN he believes that. The player empowerment in the NBA is a good thing, but it has fostered situations like this where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving join the Nets. They're clearly the alphas there. Those are the guys that are running the show, and there's no accountability. And I think there's probably something to that. You would wish as he aged, Kyrie would maybe mature a bit and grow into that locker room leader, but it's not going to happen. And we know KD's not capable of that. KD has no interest at all in They're being— They're like the worst mix, the worst yeah. duo that could be together. It, it, and that's what, and I, I wanted to get to this earlier, and, and and I guess we might be able to talk talk about it later in the show. But like Kevin Durant has really done a number on his own legacy, mainly just by partnering with Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving, mm-hmm. mainly by trusting Kyrie Irving in this stage of his prime. I guess Kevin Durant really exiting his prime from what we saw when they got swept in the playoffs last year by the Celtics. Like him coupling the rest of his career with Kyrie Irving is really going to knock him down a few pegs when we're talking about all-time greats 10, 15 years from now because he still had it. Like, he really still had it, and we saw that in his run with the Warriors. And ever since he's gone to Brooklyn, it's looked bad and worse. And now we're getting to a point where the Nets might not even make the playoffs. Real quick before we, uh, we go to break, Kevin Durant said earlier today on Kyrie Irving's suspension, quote, I'm not here to judge somebody or talk down on the life or how they feel or their views. I just didn't like anything that went on. I feel like it was all unnecessary. I felt like we could have just kept playing basketball and kept quiet as an organization. He just won a hoop. (sighs) Katie is such a part of the problem there. He just won a hoop. He is such a part of the problem. No, you're right. The organization should have just stayed silent. This would have all gone away if that happened. That's been what he's wanted. come on. With any Kyrie situation since Kyrie's gotten there, because he's afraid to, he, he he won't publicly criticize Kyrie like James Harden was yeah. when he was there, because that's not his quote unquote brother like that. But what Kevin Durant will do is get a burner account <laughs> or head to Twitter and just troll people who disagree with him. Oh yeah, like a tough guy. <laughs> oh, boy, Ken Levick alive here on ESPN 106.3 Underdog Fantasy. I think that'll even me out. I'm going to play some Underdog Fantasy during the go. break. Underdogfantasy.com, the free Underdog Fantasy app. They've got NBA Fantasy. Uh, my, my suggestion to you, don't draft Kyrie in any of your Underdog Fantasy NBA drafts for the next couple of days, maybe the next week or two, okay? Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. You want some NFL Week 9? Bam. 
play. I'm looking at five games right now on my Underdog Fantasy app that you can get involved in and draft today. Entry fee, $5, chance to win upwards of $10,000. How can you beat that? Underdog Fantasy. But take care of yourself or let Underdog Fantasy take care of you by using the promo code West Palm and doubling your deposit up to $100. The promo code West Palm, doubling your deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com. Underdog Fantasy, the best fantasy, my fantasy, the most fun fantasy. That's Underdog Fantasy. It's Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.